Hello, everyone. Welcome to a fantastic edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me as always is Mr. Oat Milk himself, Christian Redshaw. <laughs> Christian, how are you doing today? Oat milk. You had to hit me with that, didn't you? I, I, I find it lacks a little bit of flavor when I'm used to regular cream in my coffee. <laughs> uh, that's the truth of the situation. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing well, doing well. Um, Who do we have today? That's a good question. We have uh, Peter Ekman, uh, uh, who is the CEO and founder of Level Company, hails from Sweden, but currently resides in New York City. Uh, really looking forward to the conversation with him. So we will take a momentary pause here and we'll bring him aboard. Let's do it. Peter, thank you so much for joining us on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast today. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Uh, well, Christian and I are do- doing pretty well. There's uh, no complaints. <laughs> uh, we're we're very, very uh, eager to have a great conversation with you today and uh, thought we'd maybe just start with your, your personal narrative. You know, Tell us a bit more about yourself, your, your personal and uh, career narrative to date, and what's brought you to where you are today. Sure. Uh, so if you pick up on a weird accent, I'm, I'm Swedish. I'm happy to answer any questions you might have on meatballs or ABBA or <laughs> IKEA. <laughs> no lie, Peter. I have uh, I have to go to IKEA after this recording. All right, session, so, so. So, let, so let's let's connect, and I'll I'll walk you through the instructions, whatever you want to buy. Um, so I've lived in Sweden most of my life. Um, I uh, I came to the U.S. 12 years ago. Uh, I was a management consultant at a time. Then I uh, was hired into a leadership position at GLG, which is an expert network, and before starting a level company. Uh, So basically, uh, so level company is, um, uh, our mission is to make relationship-based sales attainable and scalable for everyone. Uh, and I'm a strong believer in, 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 in the power of communities and the freelance community in particular, in, in the ability to like, accelerate how things happen and how you learn. Uh, and this was basically my job at, at GLG to connect expertise with people who needed to know something. And I thought that that really could, uh, be used in sales. Um, and um, uh, so this idea had grown for a while um, to make this expert network model work in the sales in the sales world. I think we've all been in situations, at least those of us who've been in, in sales, that we've had situations where we've been connected with a potential client or customer through uh, a, 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 a friend and uh, and and ha- be helped by them to learn more about the needs of the customer, uh, what they like, who's making decisions, what's what kind of features are important to them, how you talk to them, and then through them, uh, been able to set up a warm introduction with a strong a strong endorsement. And we see how how different that experience has been compared to when you don't have that. So, so level company is doing all that. We have a, a built up a network of uh, executives from large organizations and we make them available to our clients to help them with everything that they need to, to, to close the big deal. Uh, that's uh, I pre- appreciate you sharing that, that, that uh, Peter. And the, the first thing I, I really want to dive into is the whole notion you know, of 
relational based sales. You know, I know that's a, something that resonates with with Christian and I, and you know, you know comparing that versus transactional sales. Um, just just curious in terms of again where we are in terms of let's just say broader corporate America and, and organizations in terms of you know how sales are approached. Uh, you know, still most organizations take a very transactional based approach. Um, yeah. Why are, why are so many organizations still stuck in the past with transactional and you know, what is the benefit of moving towards relational and, and how, how do organizations sort of better embrace that approach? Well, I think that the sales industry or companies who are supporting the sales function has become really sophisticated, really good at supporting that. And, uh, a junior salesperson at a company could like use tools and services to send out tens of thousands of highly customized emails to exactly the personas that they're looking for. And that's very scalable. Like you can quickly onboard another team of sales uh, salespeople. And if you want to double your sales, you can just do that like through that process. And it's, and it's relatively cheap. So I think if you're a company who wants to sell more, it, that's an easy route to take, like just double, double the forces and, and like sign up for a few more licenses and, and your scale. The thing is, I, I think we've come to a point where it's so good and that it's not really effective anymore. I don't know how about you, but I mean, I receive hundreds of emails every day. Uh, from companies who want to sell into me mm-hmm. and all of them end up in my spam folder and I never buy anything from them. And in particular for enterprise sales, I would not buy a six digit, seven digit like, contract by like, clicking a banner or, or responding to spam email. So that's, it's just not working, but I understand why companies are doing it. It's, it's, it sounds good. It makes sense and it's scalable. Uh, and the relationship with sales is, is on the other hand, like working, like, as I said earlier, like if, if you, if you go through a connection and you want to sell and you have an in and you, and that person can provide insights and an intro and, and use their influence to, to, to make a deal happen, that's, that's easier. But in most cases it's not scalable. Like you only have that many friends, at least I do. Uh, and <laughs> uh, so, so, so what we're doing is like, we're combining the two. No, that makes sense. So Peter, you said earlier that you worked as a management consultant and I'm picturing a, a like a big four uh, consulting accounting consulting firm or so, something, uh, yeah. something large. Um, yes. So uh, was it an experience that you had there that you saw you had some frustrations or you, you saw some limitations that led you to developing what you're doing now? Um, in other words, like what was the what was the, the way things were that you didn't like um, the, the traditional ways that you that you wanted to maybe break out of? Yeah, uh, I mean, I can't, So I was with McKinsey. And so that was like almost a decade ago now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fully recovered, <laughs> but it's, uh, um, I mean, what I saw there was that, I mean, as you know, it's a big, it's a big firm and we talked to clients like, the, like 50% of the cases, their biggest issue was to, to sell more. Like that's like, that's usually like the, the, the biggest issue that companies have. Like if we just sell more, everything would be fine. Right. And, uh, and McKinsey has a very big network of both consultants and other clients. And I, I oftentimes got the question, like, like, is, do you know anyone in company X, Y, and Z? Uh, 
And uh, even if I did, that's not something McKinsey would do. Like the client list is secret and like, we're not doing that. Like we don't like, that's not something that a company like McKinsey would do. Um, and the same thing with GLG, like GLG has almost a, a million experts in their network. And of course, uh, we got the question of like, what can't, can't we use your network to get connected to the CISO for this company for cybersecurity products? And, uh, like, it was like our job to say like, sorry, I'm, I'm sure there's someone else out there who can do that, but we can't. And now I learned that that there wasn't anyone else out there doing that. So, <laughs> so that's why we're doing it. All right. Very cool. So let's, let's get into the nuts and bolts of how this whole thing works. So you've got yeah. advisors, right? So these are people yeah. that are experienced business people. <clears throat> Maybe they're recently retired. Um, yeah. With that, how, how would you describe uh, an advisor that works with you? Yeah, and I can because we're on the like this podcast. I'll, I'll try to make it relevant for cybersecurity. So, and we have a cybersecurity clients, and uh, so they want to sell into primarily CISOs or similar or CCIO CTOs. Mm -hmm. uh, so, very senior people and who are tasked with like these things, uh, and. Uh, Oftentimes, like as you alluded to, like the ideal person to know everything about a company's current infrastructure, current tech stack, current challenges, like uh, ongoing contracts with competing vendors is the person who was most recently in that role. So that's like the bullseye. If we can find someone who recently left the role with the target company of our clients, like that's someone we want to have in our, in our network. Right. Uh, so what, what we do is, so, so we built a team that is like specialized in recruiting those right. and, and, and we build the capabilities of onboarding them and training them and coaching them and vetting them to make sure that they're really effective and in right. doing their job. Right. So you select them, you recruit them, you vet them and basically get them ready to start helping your clients or, yeah. or, or, or companies. So what would, yeah. these, what would be the demographic of these companies? Our, uh, our clients or, or the companies. Yeah. It's usually companies who are, who have a great product, great service, who are relatively new in the space, either because they are like mature startups or because they have focused on another vertical before, or that they have like, like some kind of geographic expansion might be a European company who wants to get into the U S for instance. So they don't have the current network. They're not the incumbents in the sector. So CISOs out there may not be aware of them. Mm. Uh, and uh, that's like when we can really help them to, to like uh, get a foot in the door uh, get their name, their names out there and, and get their tech used because I mean, Great tech is great, but if it's not being used, it's kind of pointless. Interesting. So, I mean, underlying all of this really is this <clears throat> platform that you have of trust where yeah. your advisors are getting to know the, the companies or, or your clients. And, and so yeah. really there must be a vetting process of sorts there, not just to say that they're new, but that they're good, <clears throat> reputable people with a good product or service. Yeah. So we're, we're betting on a few things. One is the, the quality of the connection. So we want to make sure that we at least want to know 
whether this is someone that they met at a conference like seven years ago and happened to connect on LinkedIn, or if this is like, they intimately know the person who's like the current key decision maker, they have barbecues every summer, or they, they play golf together. They like, stay in touch. Like, like, they, like the quality of the connection is, is a really important thing. Yes. Uh, the product knowledge is another thing. Like, ideally, we want our advisors to be able to have a peer-like conversation with both our clients and the customers. In some cases, this is more important. Other cases, it's less important. Um, depending a little bit about uh, on the the technical complexity of of the product. And then, like uh, the third thing we're betting on. Uh, is like the motivation of doing this like what's driving them like are, are they interested in helping like and and are they doing it for the money are they doing it like altruistically I, ideally we want people who, who want to help both sides of the fence here yes uh, so that so that's uh, that's also really important and the, and the fourth and last thing is is the level of of insights they have into the buying company so um uh, we and this is this is really important for us that we, we don't want to only set up like introductions, like uh, for people who want to make a buck. We want to provide rich knowledge of uh, of the buying company. Like this is exactly the features that they are looking for. So if you don't have that, we don't even need to go through and set up the meeting or we can, or we can build that and we'll, we'll schedule a meeting 12 months from now. Like that is, uh, that is like what we're providing and what we want to make sure that our advisors can provide. And, of, and oftentimes like this is a dead end. Like we, we turn down like nine out of 10 advisors. Uh, we have many uh, instances where we introduce an advisor to a client and they agree that like, this is not, this is not going to work. But more often than not, like we've pre-qualified good enough so that once they have the conversation, like, they like advisors are really bought in and they can go in and they, and they feel like they're doing both sides of service. Excellent. Uh, it's amazing. You know, uh, Peter, we really, really enjoyed the conversation today, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, Christian, and I really love people who embrace the relational approach to, to yeah, life yeah. and business. Uh, that's, that's part of the way of the future. And, uh, thank you for so eloquently sharing your, your story and, and, uh, sure. what, what you guys are doing. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And, uh, thank you again for, for taking time of your busy day to join us on the podcast. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you, Peter. And uh, Chris and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. That was a fantastic conversation, uh, Christian. What, what were your quick thoughts on it? Yeah, well, it's true what, what he says. Um, you know, Peter said nobody really likes to be sold to. <laughs> and this platform here really does, you know, level the playing field for mm-hmm. people because it's a win-win-win. It's a win for people with good products mm-hmm. not necessarily wanting to invest too much into sales, mm-hmm. um, but they have something that is worth, uh, you know, offering. Absolutely. No, couldn't, couldn't agree more. And uh, I really loved again, how he was all about, about taking things from a relational perspective. That's, that's modern sales, you know, going past the old transactional model. So uh, we're very grateful to, to, to Peter for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, and as always, we're always grateful to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. Uh, if you did miss a previous episode, do check out um, previous episodes on the Cybersecurity Matters uh, YouTube channel and or on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, but until next time, be well, be safe. We'll see you again next time on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast.